Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Uh, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Welcome back to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. We are in the room with Pastor Stephen today, and uh, we are looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 11 through 13, and it's titled, uh, A Joy-Filled Life. How to, how to enjoy life when there's apathy or boredom that creeps in. What do you do? How to have a joy-filled life life. And so Pastor Stephen, you give us several things and you even kind of said um, it's almost like a three-step process on what to do, but you don't like to do sermons that way. But yet we kind of got three steps. We got three things that we can talk about. And at the end of this, I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of off topic. So um, we'll get there in a second. But a joy-filled life, Romans chapter 12, verses 11 through 13. And your first point, serve with enthusiasm. So I'll let you peel the layers back on that one. Yeah, the the three words are key there, serve with enthusiasm. And what we're talking about is the uh, joyful, abundant life that comes with your birthright as a follower of Christ, but it is is conditional. Uh, Eternal life, eternal life, you know, by placing your faith and trust in Jesus, having a relationship with him. We know that uh, once you're in Christ, you're not going to be out of Christ. But this whole joy in life, and I, I keep saying abundant because we base it off of that John 10, 10 passage, that, that is conditional uh, on how you serve and how you uh, think and how you approach every aspect of life. But I, I chose that serve with enthusiasm there because, first of all, you've been created to serve. You've been created to serve Christ, the church, uh, mankind. Uh, What are you doing? And it kind of flies in the face of what we hear so much of in our society because it's not about it's not about serving. It's about being served. Mm, Yeah. So what am I going to gain out of this? Uh, How can my uh, needs and wants be met? And so remember that you have been created to uh, to be in a relationship with God, which only comes through Jesus Christ, and then flowing out of that, he's, we, we've talked about this for the last several weeks, he has gifted you with certain spiritual gifts. You have your own unique spiritual DNA. And so the reason why he hasn't taken you on to heaven after you get saved is yeah. because he yeah. wants to, number one, he wants to make you more and more into the image of, of Jesus Christ so he gets glorified for that, but also he's working in and through us to be the hands and feet of Christ so that we might be a witness for those mm. who do not know Christ. And so I'm going to serve. I would say this, ask yourself the question, how am I serving right now? And naturally, we're we're talking about in context of the local church, right? Because that's who we are, and uh, the ministries that we are a part of and that we lead are are through that facet of the local church. But I think we would all agree, and we even addressed this last week, that we all should be a part of a local church. I right. think that's a biblical right. uh, mandate there. 
And uh, when I say a part of a local church, not just having your name on the list, right? Right. But I'm a part of it. That means I'm utilizing the gifts that God has given me to serve others. So how do I have this joy-filled life? First of all, I'm going to be serving Christ through the local church. Uh, If you're not serving, there's no way you're going to have that abundant life. Right. There's no way it's it's going to feel like it's lacking. Uh, And I think folks even who are so self-focused that everything is about making me happy and all these various things, I think at the end of the day, they would agree something's just not right here. Well, and you said it, like God's designed us for a purpose and he's given us these gifts and, you know, we're... And I tell I tell my young adults all the time, like you are in 2022 in Panama City for a reason. Like he could have he could have put us in any other time in on Earth. Like he could have put us in any other century, any other year, but he chose to put us right here, right now. Um, man, he's designed us for a purpose. And you even say, like, man, we gotta. It's this spiritual zeal. We have to. It's okay to have joy. Like it's okay to serve. It's okay to serve with enthusiasm. We don't have to just sit back and look like we're sad all the time. Well, yeah, and, and enthusiasm is a key part yeah. of that statement. So you can approach service as, oh man, I gotta serve. Yeah. Right. Oh right. man, I've got you know I've, I'm obligated. Yeah, he's giving me these gifts. Yeah. Oh, what a burden, what a burden I have to serve him. I've got to I've, I've, I've got to use the talents, all these various kinds of things. And, man, I just, yeah. I just want to be saved. I just want to <laughs> right. know that I'm going to go to heaven. Right. And enthusiasm. I even said in the message, if you've listened to the message before this, uh, this after message talk, uh, in which I, I don't know if that's what we call this, that the after good. message talk. Sounds good. Sounds, sounds kind of good. I think our producer says it's the discussion. The discussion time. Yeah. The discussion yeah. time. There you go. The... The word enthusiasm comes from the two words, in theos, in God. Enthusiasm means in God. It means that there's going to be an excitement about you because you are in God. And so that's going to translate into my service with I'm going to serve him enthusiastically. I'm going to be excited that I get to serve him. Uh, He doesn't need us to serve him. He can accomplish anything in the world he wants to accomplish. I mean, he's the guy who spoke and boom, (laughs) it happened. He could do anything in the world that he wants to do. We would agree to the all-powerful. God that he is, yet he has already ordained the fact that he is going to accomplish his will in this world through his people. And you can approach that as, oh my goodness, he's going to use me to do that. Oh, what a terrible, terrible burden to carry around. Mm. No, no. What a blessing. Yeah. What a blessing. I would say this outside of the moment of my the day of my own salvation, outside of that, there's not a greater high than being used by God to accomplish his eternal purposes. Now, when I say that, naturally, I'm thinking in the context of sharing my faith yeah. and being able to lead somebody yeah. to Christ. I mean, again, just yesterday, yeah. at the end of our first service, like a 65, 70, I don't know, year old lady had the opportunity to lead her to Christ. And you know, she's going out into counseling with one of our counselors. I'm just kind of standing there and... This is what I thought in my mind. My goodness, this never gets old. Right, right. right. And, and, and then there's a part of you that's like, I can't believe yeah. that I get to do this. Yeah. I can't believe that he uses me to do this. 
So enthusiasm, be enthusiastic about serving the Lord. It's not a burden. It is a blessing. And when you are serving him enthusiastically and excitedly, uh, we, we had Vacation Bible School last week here on our main church campus. And during the week, you know, I think 1,400 registered and all that kind of stuff. But every day we would have roughly 1,200 every day in opening assembly. And, and Ryan, you were a part of this. You were kind of the MC. Those kids – we're My enthusiastic. goodness, enthusiastic, enthusiastic, <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, yeah. They were so excited to be here and be a part of that. And so to me, that that's how we should approach serving the Lord in our lives. Man, I get to be used by him. Yeah. Almost approaching it as, hey, God, so what are you going to use me to do today? Yeah. God, what opportunity are you going to give me today? God, I'm excited to be able to serve you. And I would say, ask yourself the question. The reason why I'm going to ask this question, Ryan, is because this is a question that I have to ask myself as well. If you get more excited about your ball team, now, thankfully, I I, I root for a football team that I don't have to worry about getting excited about uh, because they're just not very good. Now, I'll get excited right now, this time of the year, you know, when they're like, this is going to be the year, we're going to make the turn, (laughs) all this stuff. And about, I don't know, about game number four, I'm like, I've been duped again. But if you get more excited about your hobby yeah. or your favorite team or your kids or your grandkids' hobbies or anything, your job, is that idolatry? Yeah. I really, really, none of those things prom- promise abundant life. Yeah. They, they promise eventually disappointment. Yeah. If, if you place that emphasis on them that belongs on the Lord only. But yeah, I would say this. I would say any of our listeners, Ryan, that are sitting there and saying, you know, I've really had a struggle over the last while when it comes to my Christian walk. And, you know, I know that I'm going to heaven when I die. I've got that settled, but I just don't really feel like I'm living this abundant life. And I just don't know how. And I would say, number one, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you, where are you working? How are you, how are you uh, serving the Lord and look to be a part of a local church. You've got to be in a local church. And I know we're living in the post-COVID world, but I would say this, man, if you can go to the grocery store and buy your groceries, then you can come on down to the church. <laughs> if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If it makes you feel better, I yeah. get that. Yeah. But if you are able to go out and function in any part of society... It's not the same, Pastor Stephen. I, well, and, and, and again, I'm not even trying to take a legalistic approach to this, right. Ryan, as much as I am saying... You are expecting you are expecting to have in your life this joy and this abundance yeah. that is fulfilled through your serving the Lord in the local church. Yeah. We we've got homebound members of our church. Physically they can't come. Physically, I cannot tell you the number of times as I've spoken with them and they just they just break down because they're like, I so wish yeah. I could come to church. Yeah. Maybe you're one of those that are like, I am coming to church and I'm still bored to death with this Christian life. You're not serving. Yeah. 
You're not serving. Yeah. I would sit there in our in our context. I would sit there and say, okay, uh, even the guy who drives the golf cart. I mean, we have, we have a guy. We have a couple of guys that drive the golf carts, but we have we have a guy that drives the golf cart, and um, he may be active duty or uh, he may be guard or something along those lines, and he brings his son. And they're out there every Sunday morning, and my goodness, you would think that they are delivering you <laughs> to a world-class yeah. rock concert yeah. or whatever it is, and they are just so excited. And I, I even watched them yesterday, and they were just like, hey, good morning, you know, and so glad to have you here at church. And I thought, that's enthusiastically serving. Yeah, A lot of folks would sit there and say, they won't let me do anything but drive a golf cart. In which I would like to submit, if you're here in the Panama City area and you want to come to our church, uh, we may not even let you drive a golf cart. You know, if you if if you don't drive the car well, then <laughs> right. maybe the golf cart is not for you. But yeah. serving him, I'm enthusiasm. not allowed to. I'm not allowed to drive golf carts. Serve with enthusiasm, Ryan. How do I have a joyful life being a follower of Christ? I'm going to serve Him with all I have. Paul's the one that says, "Whatever you do." Whatever you do, don't do it for the approval of men, right? Yeah, yeah. You're working for the Lord. And you even said it. We got to make sure that the subject of our enthusiasm uh, is it's the right. Like it's not, again, not out of obligation, but but because of who Jesus is and who we're serving, um, the subject of your enthusiasm is very important. Well, and I'll even make a bold statement. And I hate to do this uh, on the podcast because we can't have this conversation when somebody's listening to this, in which I would I would like to say if if you have any questions as you listen to the podcast or whatever, I think there's a way that you can how, – how do you ask those questions, Ryan, if, if you it, have a question? It's podcast at highlandpark.org. And there's no GH in Highland. That is true. Uh, so, but I'll make this statement. And again, if you have any questions on anything that we say in the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, podcast at highlandpark.org. But here's the statement. If you have to psych yourself up for service to the Lord, and if you see that as burdensome, mm. then man, spiritually something's wrong. Yeah. Now, now, now we all from time to time deal with that because we're in the flesh. But I'm telling you, I'm saying if that is consistently who you are, and spiritually something's not right. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you're not saved, but that that could be one of the that yeah. could be one of the problems. Yeah. Uh, so, but we would be happy to help with that. Absolutely. Um, so serve with enthusiasm was your first point. Your second one is uh, stoke the fire, and uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of thought that was a a unique point stoke the fire uh i would not give this line of advice to somebody if they're asking hey ryan how do you have joy i wouldn't tell them i just stoke the fire man so uh help me out on this one i listened to your sermon i know the answer but (laughs) you know well, Stoked you, fire. Yeah, and, and you do have other responsibilities on Sunday, so you don't always bit. get to sit through everything. Uh, and I'm happy when you don't always get to sit through it because that means that uh, we're baptizing people. True. So, uh, True. so that's a good trade-off. Yeah. Uh, the well, it's those words spiritual fervor. Okay. In verse eleven. Yeah. Spiritual fervor, and when you look at that fervor, the word fervor there, it means a a boiling over. Uh, it means a fire 
that is so intense you can't contain it. And so when I, when I started looking at the original language and spiritual fervor and what he is talking about there, I'm like, okay, so that means that you're so fired up for Jesus, it cannot be contained, and people see that. It's, yeah. like, it's like you're literally glowing for Christ. And um, we see all throughout Scripture, that's kind of how God presents himself as this refining fire. Uh, even Malachi makes that statement. And we've seen that all throughout history of guys that were used by God in such a mighty, mighty way. And they were just uh, they were just on fire, on fire for him. So I would sit there and say, okay, I've settled the salvation issue, right? Now, we've got to make sure that's true. As I said yesterday in the message, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if, you're, if that's not settled, the whole lordship thing, then I could have give you, given you 20 points. Right. Are 20 steps, right. you could do all 20, and it's going to produce the same results as if you did none if you don't have a personal relationship with Christ. So, so the assumption here is, uh, I've got that nailed down. I know that I'm in Christ. I serve him with enthusiasm, but let's just be honest. There are, all, there are times for all of us that that fire needs to be stoked. Yeah, for sure. That fire needs yeah. to be stoked. I tease all the time. You've probably heard this, Ryan. I think we do new Christians a disservice because new Christians get saved. We put them in the church with a bunch of uh, <laughs> barely, barely embered smoking people. And they basically say, hey, chill out, man. Don't yeah. you ain't got to be so radical here. You don't have to you don't have to be a Jesus freak. Just calm down, yeah. settle down. And well, they just need your T-shirt. Yeah, get lit for Jesus. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, yeah. somebody, somebody, uh, well, matter of fact, one of your college students, my daughter showed me uh, this yesterday. It was on Instagram or, or something. One of your college students quoted me. It showed a picture of me preaching. I guess she took it while uh, I was preaching and put, uh, get lit for Jesus, uh, Dr. Stephen Kyle. That's right. <laughs> the t-shirts are coming soon. What color? What get color t-shirt? Get lit for Jesus. I, you know, blue or gray. All right. All right. Yeah. Get lit for Jesus. <laughs> we got to have an explanation on the back of it, though. Well, you know, our, our student ministry has a t-shirt that, it, it, when the first time I saw it, I thought it was a Bud Light shirt. We'll, uh, we'll go through the the proper approval processes if yeah. we uh, if we do the but I lit. but I like that though yeah get lit for Jesus <laughs> as far as man get on fire yeah get on fire for him and there there are times that when when the fire's running low I mean I can remember I grew up in in rural West Tennessee right so we had a uh, we had a, a a wood stove that's how we heated our our house and so my dad would. He would go every year, he would cut wood, he would come, you know, he would throw it in a big pile right down from the house. And it was my job mm. every afternoon mm. to make sure there was enough wood on that carport. Yeah. Because he had a little door, he'd reach through, he would take it, he would pull it in and put it right there in the wood stove. My job was to make sure there was enough there. And uh, I, can, I can't tell you the number of times, and you guys may have well, as well, I don't, I don't know, um, our producer grew up in a pretty affluent home, so he may not know what we're talking about here. The, the, I can remember waking up in the morning and over and over, I, my dad would open up the, the wood heater, and I'm like, well, the fire's gone out. He's gonna have to rebuild a fire, and he get that poker, yeah, and he'd start yeah. poking around and popping those, uh, well, what looked like ash. 
And underneath that, there were some embers. And next thing you know, man, that thing is flaming. And so that was the point that I was trying to make there, uh, spiritual fervor. Hey, sometimes that spiritual fervor meter, man, it's, it's, it's popping at 500 degrees. And then sometimes, man, that, that thing's barely, you, you, you know, you wouldn't even put bread in it to, yeah. to keep the bread warm. So um, there are times I'd say, Lord, stoke my fire. Lord, stoke my fire. I've also found surrounding myself with other people who find great value yeah. in having the fire stoked. That's good for me as well. Well, and I was going to say, like, you know, it, it it's it's very interesting. It's very neat. It's nice, cool, whatever word we want to use to see to see people who are on fire like there and we've talked about this before too like there is this kind of this contagious nature whenever you I mean you're around people who are on fire for the Lord you are around people who are serving enthusiastically and uh, man it, it does something to the other believers to see you know people actually love the Jesus that they're talking about and do what he's called us to do like it it does something like it, it, it encourages us. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm on staff and you know, I've, I've been called to do this thing, but to see people be on fire for Jesus, to see people serve enthusiastically, like it, it, it encourages me to want to teach better and provide more opportunities for people to serve and people to uh, just fall in love with Jesus. Like, well, and I would say fire, not fake. Right, right. We've all been around those folks that yeah. uh, it, it. You're like, whoa, this is not even reality here. Right, right, um, right. And yeah. um, I, I would say, if you have to convince someone that you're on fire for Jesus, chances are you're not on fire for Jesus. Yeah. And I'll go back to a statement that I made several, several weeks ago or months ago. I, I don't remember. I talk so much it kind of runs together, but. The uh, the faith that fizzles before the finish was faulty from the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's well, a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you even ask us, you know, under this point of this spiritual fervor and stoking the fire, this this thought of boiling over. We've got so much in us that we're boiling over. Um, you ask like, w- what's your level of commitment? And I and I like it when you ask those questions um, because. Nine times out of ten in the big room, people aren't going to answer you back. Sometimes it happens. No, nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Though there are some who do. <laughs> right. They Sometimes. just haven't figured out when I want them to. Right, right. Want them to. But when you ask those questions, you know, it, it really causes – so I, I want you to know from, from somebody sitting in the congregation, somebody that is listening to your teaching, whenever you ask those questions like that, it does cause us to have this moment of reflection and moment of going, all right, let me, let me check my heart for a second. Um, so I, I want to encourage you there. Like it, 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 it really does cause us to sit back and think about the point in the scripture that you just looked at. So Well, in, in- – and I, I know you do this, you apply this to your teaching as well. And and we tease all the time about our producer, but he, he's a salty teacher as as well. He teaches a men's group and some other things, but the... the salty or solid? Salty. Okay, Salty's right. good. Is I it? like salt. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> salty. Um, the... I didn't say he's a sweet teacher. Okay. All right. But, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes back to these first 11 chapters 
in Romans. Doctrine, 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 doctrine. And I even said yesterday in the message, you know, you come to 9, 10, and even 11, and you're like, oh, man, doctrine's so deep, it's hard to even wrap your mind around it. But then he makes the turn in 12, and he's like, now let's talk about how that doctrine lives out. Let's talk about how we... So good. How do we apply? What do we do with the doctrine? And so I would say... Uh, you know, these personal questions are questions that we all need to ask ourselves as we as we study Scripture. Okay, what does that mean to me? What, what, what is the overarching? Because whenever you study Scripture, clearly, there, there there's a group of people at that time that it was written to addressing probably in context a certain situation, but we know what is so uniquely uh, what is so unique about the Word of God being inspired is that it also has a principle that applies to all people at all places and at all times. So as I'm dissecting, understanding the history of the text, understanding uh, the larger principle that is taking place there, then I have to ask myself, where's my life? Yeah. I, I'll say it this way, and I, I have some I have some sayings that I say over and over and over. You don't do this as long as I do and not have some of these sayings, but I always say, so I'm going to take God's word, which we know is absolutely true all the time, and then I'm going to lay my life over the top of God's word, and where it does not match up, it isn't God's word that needs to change. It is my life through the help of the Holy Spirit of God. And understanding that salvation is not behavior modification, right? Salvation is a relationship with Jesus that produces a change. Right. Yeah. Mm. I think we need to do a podcast on behavior modification versus real change. Producer, let's let's start putting that in the works. And uh, anyway, so point number three. First point, I'm sorry. First point, serve with enthusiasm. Second point, stoke the fire. And the third point is stand firm in Jesus. How do how do we have joy? Stand firm in Jesus. And here's here's what I think of whenever I hear these words, stand firm in Jesus. I I think of uh, you know, I put on my sanctified imagination and I'm, I'm in these, I, I look at the, the battles and the wars that were happening in, in biblical times and it, scripture talks about, you know, the, the, the feet or the shoes that the soldiers would use had these cleats on them and they would, they would hold their ground standing firm against the enemy. And, uh, so every time you say stand firm in Jesus, I just think, you know, sometimes we go through these battles. Sometimes we go through these hard times in life. Man, if I just sit my feet on the ground and I stand firm in Jesus, man, it, it is. That, that, that's an encouraging word to me. Um, and then so here you talk about when the troubles come, man, we got to stand firm in, in the Jesus that we are serving enthusiastically. Well, yeah, in verse 12 tells us three responses that we should have as abundant life people. Yeah. As followers of Christ, when these tribulations and afflictions come, and one of the points that was tried to be drawn out yesterday was, please understand, uh, tribulations and troubles are going to come. None of us have a choice in whether tribulations or afflictions are going to come. The only choice we have is how we respond to those. So if there's somebody listening that you're dealing with uh, a, a hard time right now, some suffering in your life, in which I've always been told this, uh, either you are... Uh, in life, either you're going into a valley, you're in a valley, or you're coming out of a valley. That That's what life is over and over, mountains and valleys, mountains and valleys. But the fact that you're dealing with tribulation or suffering or pain or disappointment, I would, I would, 
I would encourage you, instead of you spending a lot of effort and time trying to figure out, well, why is that happening? Instead, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond to that? And the simple answer to that is I'm going to stand firm in Jesus Christ. He's the only one that I know that will not change. He will be the same. And the only hope that I have is in him. And uh, the first opportunity or the first response that it gives us there in verse 12 is you got to look beyond those circumstances and you rejoice. Rejoice. Be hopeful or be joyful in hope. Uh, And that's the key. Joyful in hope. It means this. You're able to look past that and you're able to say, you know what? I know Jesus is doing something. Jesus is going to be there. I know he's going to accomplish something through this pain, through this suffering. Um, He will not fail me. He will not forsake me. The relationship that I have with him is not something that is temporary. It is something that is eternal and permanent. And so uh, it will get better. Now, it may not get better in this life. Hmm. But this life is not all there yeah. is. This life, Scripture yeah. says, this life is just like one little grain of sand right. on the seashore of existence. That's hard to wrap our brain around, though. It is. You're you're exactly right. But that's where faith comes in. Yeah, that's where faith comes in. So I'm going to look beyond. Now it doesn't mean that you bury your head in the sand. Okay, nothing wrong is happening to me. There's no problems. There's no tribulations. <laughs> I'm okay. There's, you're okay. There's there's none. No, it's okay to express. Yeah. Man, I'm 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 going through a hard time. I'm having difficulty here and to ask fellow believers to come in around you and to help you through this, but I'm not going to let it uh, define the way I live. I'm going to rejoice because that is a faith walk. Do I have enough faith going through this valley to believe Jesus is still on the throne? Yeah. Uh, and And the second point was stay patient. They go hand in hand. Now, again, I tried to draw out that staying patient doesn't mean that you just kind of sit over here and hide out in the corner, that you're not just twiddling your thumbs. Okay, God, all right, all right, are you going to do something? What are you going to do here? What are you going to know? You're, you're continuing to serve, right? You're continuing to stoke that fire, and you're just saying, you know what, God? I'm going to be patient with you in this because God's timing is not our timing. A day to him is like a thousand years, a thousand years like one day. Thank God that God did not answer prayers or in my life mm. on my timetable. Mm. Yeah. Because if he would have answered them on my timetable, yeah. then I would be I, – I, well, I, it would it – would, yeah. the blessings would be less that are in my yeah. life right now. No doubt. No doubt. Um, and, then the, and then the last one, steadfastly pray. I, I just said steadfastly because it's an S word, right? Yeah. And that was, that was my S this week. But, yeah, it means this. Don't quit. Yeah. Keep on praying. There is never and there will never be a time in your life where prayer is of no value. Well, and I like what you said, and I think a lot of people needed to hear this, that you can't worry when you pray. Like, I mean, I, I, that's a great statement. You can't worry when you pray. Like, it, when you're praying for someone, it's hard to be mad at them. It's hard to not love them when you're praying for them. Same concept. Like, you can't, you can't worry. Well, whenever somebody comes to me and they say, you know, I, you know, I really struggle with worrying, and uh, and there are a lot of lot of precious saints that do, yeah. man, people that love Jesus, and I I really don't worry, uh, almost to the point where because I don't worry, some folks interpret it as I don't care, and and that's not the case. I've just thank God I've never been yeah. a worrier. I, I boy, that would be a terrible trait for me to have in the business that I'm in, <laughs> but. When people say I struggle with worry, I always say, well, how's your prayer life? 
you know, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell them, I'll say, listen, when you feel that worrying come on, then, all right, here's the exercise. I am praying. Yeah. Now, if, if, if worry is, if it is a big golden calf in your life, yeah. then you may be praying 24-7. <laughs> I just always, like, you may not be able to answer this on a podcast. When, when, when you ask that question to people, like, do you think they're giving you the right answer, the, the correct answer, or uh, honest answer? Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, you're the pastor. Yeah, that's a good question. And the pastor's asking you, "Hey, how, <laughs> I, I think hey, bro, there how's be your some? I think yeah. you know. I, I'll remind people. Hey, listen, now you you came to me. <laughs> right, right. I didn't go seeking you out. Right, right. I didn't. Right. I didn't stalk you, saying, "Listen, I've been watching you. You're a worrier." Um, but uh, you know, I, I would say probably so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really, honestly, I don't know. Man, yeah. now now I may worry whether they're telling me the truth no, or not. No, I was just curious. I can. I'll never forget this. I was. Uh, this was many years ago. I was on a plane ride, and there were two moms that were sitting in front of me, and uh, I don't know. They were having caught just conversation and reading a magazine and all this, and they were starting. They both had teenage daughters, and one of them said this: um, "My teenage daughter tells me everything, and I'm worried to death." <laughs> right. And then the other mom said, "My teenage daughter tells me nothing, yeah. and I'm worried to death." Yeah. You can't win. All right, so uh, get lit with Jesus, right? I'm closing up that. But I do have a, another question. Um, we got a few more minutes on the podcast. Um, this kind of concerns uh, the holiday, the 4th of July. Um, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on patriotism and the church. You know, uh, you know, flags and songs in a church service. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because there are people who say there's no place for that in a church um you know but just just your your thoughts on patriotism and the church yeah i grew up i grew up in a traditional church that every fourth of july there was going to be a god and country service (laughs) and um you know my, my my pastor didn't he wasn't saying we worship America. He wasn't saying uh, that uh, America is God's chosen. He didn't preach America is the modern-day Israel. He didn't do any of those things. If, if anything, he would use it as an opportunity to, to call us to repentance. Uh, and he would, he, would really, he would really rail on some of the things that has happened as a nation. Uh, I, I, I would say this first of all because I've I, I see those as well on social media and you know these guys are like hey listen man if you go to church today and there's a flag flying then you're in the wrong church because they worship well, I just I think that's I think that's over the top yeah I think that's over the top we've not been called to worship a country but we have we have been called to uh, worship a God who let's just be honest uh, the reason why we have freedom to gather together today is because His gracious hand has been upon us. Yeah. And uh, and so I know what we did in our services here yesterday is we we uh, we thank God for the freedom that we had to gather together, and um, you know we uh, we prayed for our country. Uh, we showed a little video in the service that just basically was a was again was a call to repentance, a call to hey let's lift our land up in prayer um, because we well I think we should do that. I mean the Bible tells us second our First Timothy chapter two verse one. Paul writing says, therefore, I, uh, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then in verse 20, he says, for kings, for all who are in authority, 
that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So he's sitting there and saying, hey, pray. Pray for those that are in leadership over you. Pray that it will continue to give an environment to where we can uh, be evangelistic in our natures without fear of persecution. And so I would say, I would say, first of all, anybody who would criticize another church, their practices or the way that they do uh, their services or their order, I mean, you know, how do I say this as kindly as I can? Because there's just no way this is going to come out kind. But I would say, I would say you take care of your side of the street. I'll take care of my side of the street. If you're not in that church, then you're not going to give an account to God for how they lead that. Now, for us, we're not going to sit there and we're not going to say Pledge of Allegiance. We're not going to sing the national anthem in a service. Now, I've been we've we've done that in services before, but you know we uh, we're not going to do that. We're very we're a big military church. We have a full time minister of military and a lot a lot of military families, retired military. They're in our church and. We always say all the time we we don't see that as a burden, man. We 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 take that as a it's a it's a badge of honor that we get to minister to all these yeah. families. But I think they would yeah. be the first ones to tell you that their hope and their faith and their trust is not in the military or any facet of the nation, yeah. but it is in Jesus Christ. But we are thankful. We are thankful. Yeah. Of, and I've traveled all around the world. You have as well, Ryan. Uh, there's still something about when that that plane lands in the United States yeah. on the soil of the U.S. And you're yeah. like, oh man, I'm glad to be home, bit, yeah. glad to be home. And so, yeah, I mean, thank God. Pray for those that are uh, that are that are serving, that are in leadership over us, and thank thank God. I don't think there's anything wrong with thanking God for those who've laid down their lives so that we can continue to have the freedom that we do. But let's not worship America. When folks walk away from your yeah. service, it shouldn't be, yeah. oh, man, what a great, great patriotic right. service. No, it should be, yeah. what a great Savior and Lord. My God, that Jesus, yeah. isn't he something? Yeah. Mm. Well, Pastor Stephen, as always, thank you for your wisdom and your time. Uh, just going through your Sermon every week. Uh, Just know that it does my heart good. I enjoy being under your teaching, being under your leadership. So just thank you for letting me be in the room with you. Uh, To our producer, thank you for all you do. Man, it's always good. And we will see you next time on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. 
If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.